we drive on in it's super somber drive this is yeah. not i mean you who plans to get electrocuted yeah. right like you and think, go to like, the hospital right like pregnant women fall or mm-hmm. i mean things happen but electrocution yeah not on the, <laughs> I mean, the top who, of the list no like you're not no that doesn't happen mm-hmm. so we get in they know they're like oh you're the one that got electrocuted of course great okay so i get in there <laughs> you're like they hook famous me, yeah they hook me up before a nurse even comes in usually the nurse comes in and they say they check you out make sure you're mm-hmm. fine doctor comes in and she's like uh, this has only ever happened one other time. I'm like, where's the nurse? Because they're supposed to be yeah. checking me in. Like, how big of a deal is this? Of course I know it's a big deal. I haven't felt baby move. The doctor is like, I had to call around and look up some things in some books. I'm like, oh, good. Okay. I'm glad you're Terrific. well hosted. Yeah, this is great. This is going to be great. Hey everyone, I'm Elise and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us just a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. I'm so glad you're here. Whatever you've got going on today, I pray you're encouraged by these stories as we share all that God is doing in our lives. For those of you who are new to the show, which I'm sure a lot of you are, thank you so much for being here. Just a little background on where the name of the show comes from. I wanted to share this story about a moment I just so clearly remember. My daughter was tiny. She was about a week old, and I just remember holding her in my bedroom, sitting on the edge of my bed, looking at her tiny little face. And you guys, I just sat there in awe of who God was in that moment. For the first time, I felt like I began to understand the love God has for me in just a new and real way. The Lord looks at me just like I was looking at my daughter in that moment. She was perfection sleeping in my arms, and it changed me. It changed my world to experience this kind of love. And Psalm 139, 13 and 14 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. He sees all of us, you guys, perfectly, wonderfully made. I know most of my listeners here will be women and mamas, but I've loved hearing the feedback from the dads and the men listening to the show. I didn't think there would be any ever, really, besides you, Jeff. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sitting in these moments and hearing our stories. Thank you for being amazing dads and amazing men supporting these incredible women. We are better because of you. Did you all have a good Halloween last week? It was a full, very full day for us at the Marsh Home. We had a mermaid and a police car at our house. And there is something just so sweet about watching your little humans get wrapped up in the magic of each special holiday. But that candy, you guys, better be out of my house very quickly. It's It's not good. I'm about to throw it all away. Nothing good can come from having candy at your disposal. I'm convinced of that. 
With Halloween behind us, I've picked up my amazing Against All Grain Celebrations Cookbook by the wonderful Danielle Walker and started picking out the recipes I want to attempt attempt for Thanksgiving this year. Yes, I'm a bit of a planner sometimes, and I just kind of geek out on that kind of stuff. Um, I have big dreams and aspirations usually in the beginning, and the actual result is always something far less than I would have anticipated, but it's still fun to plan. But you guys, I went a little rogue a couple days ago, and I attempted to make my own homemade pumpkin spice latte yesterday. It was terrible. (laughs) absolutely disgusting. It tasted like dirt. I decided to add nutmeg and oh, it was the end of it. It was so gross, but I decided it was a good thing. I've got a little more time to perfect this holiday drink. It's it's only the beginning of November, so I have a few more weeks. I attended the Moxie Matters tour this last week and oh my goodness, it was so good. Okay, so the truth is I didn't really know much about Jen Hatmaker. I hadn't listened to her podcast. It's been on my like to-do list, like I've subscribed, but I just haven't listened and I haven't read her books. I've been a longtime follower of Nicole Nordeman. I've loved her music since I was in high school. And one of my dear friends, Erin, just asked me to go with her a few months ago. And I didn't even really think too much about it. I was like, oh yeah, sure. Sounds great. <laughs> a night away. So cool. And... I totally forgot about the event um, until like, oh, today I'm going to that thing. Yeah, that that sounds great. Okay, I need to get ready. And wouldn't you know, you guys, the Lord totally ministered to my heart. I don't know if God does this to you at all, but he is so often, at least lately, totally catches me off guard and rocks my world when I am least expecting it in the best of ways. He is a professional at finding me in the unexpected places and totally blowing my mind. And I'll share more about what the Lord's put on my heart in just a little bit, but it was an amazing, amazing event. I would encourage all of you guys to go if you are close uh, and able to make that event happen. You guys are going to love my guest today. I chat with Colby Martin for our ninth episode of the podcast. I had the privilege of attending Colby's birth a year ago, and I have never laughed so hard at a birth than I did with Colby. She really did, truly, use laughter as a distraction technique to cope with her contractions, and boy, you guys, it worked. You are going to love her hilarious personality. She's so unique and just so funny, and she also shares so openly with us about her fears that she wasn't sure she'd be able to love her daughter. Colby is real and confident in who she is and so, so funny. I know you're going to enjoy this. It's just been so fun. I'm so excited for you. You know what the coolest thing is, I think, about talking to so many different people is you really, like, I don't, I don't know what everyone's going to say. You know, Mm. I do, but I don't at the same time. And it's just fun to see, like, where the conversation goes. I'm blown away. I told Dave, I was like, for me, I'm like, my birth story is so different from any of the ones that you've talked to anyone (laughs) about. It was like ridiculous. 
it's so it's just I think it's cool to see that's one of the reasons I love my job so much is every birth experience is so different. Mm-hmm. Every mom is so different. And you just learn. Mm-hmm. You just learn so much. Colby, thank you so much for coming. Thanks. Thank you I'm so, so much. I mean, this is such a treat. I have not got to see Colby since she had her baby a year ago. I don't know why either. I don't know why. We just haven't, like, I feel like we've talked and connected, but I haven't, like, sat down. (laughs) I'm like, I can't believe I haven't seen you. I I haven't actually seen your face in almost a year, so. It's been over a year. Over a year. Over a year. Yeah, because she just turned one. She just turned one. Which is so crazy. It's so crazy. How is your life going right now? Like, what are you up to? It's so fun. I love being her mom. Dave and I are just busy working. He's a home inspector and we own our own business. So we're doing that. And we've got Charlie and swim lessons, which is so so fun. fun. And I have seen your Instagram videos of her doing swim lessons. She's really good. It's so cool. I mean, she's, it's. If if someone has a chance to put their little ones in swim lessons, even before a year, you don't have to think about teaching your kid to take off their water wings or right. not be fearful of the water. Because I was. I remember jumping in the water and I, like, even now I still plug my nose if I'm like, like, I don't want to have to worry right. about it. And, like, I know how to not plug my nose when I go swimming mm-hmm. and whatnot. But she just doesn't, I can put her under and they teach them, they're trying to teach them how to roll over and float. Yeah. For safety purposes. Um, it's so cool. It's so cool to see. And she freaking loves it. That's so great. Yeah. And Dave, your husband, is just like such a champ. He's he, such a champ. Yeah, he's, he's in there great too. great dad. He's the best dad. He's so wow. fun. Yeah. But I, but I could have foreseen that. I mean, he's always been pretty cool. I know. So. I know. I knew, I knew he would be. He's awesome. Yeah. He loves, he's at all the swim lessons. It's nice owning our own business because we yeah. can pick the days in our time. But... It's it's cool to see him step up and be there. Like it's they are called mommy and me classes. There's another dad who switches off with his wife too. Oh, fun. Um, but it's he'll get in the water with her and loves it just as much as I do. So that's so awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And are you? I feel like you guys were remodeling a home. Are you we're guys still doing? I mean, still forever doing remodeling. <laughs> okay. Um, we bought. Our house we bought was a foreclosure and it came with caution tape on it. Um, <laughs> I remember this story. It's yes. a good one. So there was caution tape on the deck. Like we couldn't even walk out on the deck. Um, so we've just been forever remodeling it. But you get to the point where you're burnt out and you're like, you know what? It's it's built enough where I can deal with this. Yeah. And you just kind of forget about like the hole in the ceiling or like you're like <laughs> just I can, minor details. Yeah, it's not a big deal. What do you mean? that People don't have that. And then we'll get a wave of... I don't know, just wanting to do stuff again and we'll yeah. get back into it and fix it up some more. It's it's a forever process. I don't think we would want to, I mean, we got it because it was a great deal, a mm-hmm. way to have instant equity. And But I think our next house we would want to build. Okay. Because then we can stay there forever, still have equity. Dave knows how to build. So yeah. I think that's what we do. But it's a lot of work. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> okay, so I want to know, how did you meet Dave? Like, how did you meet I him? I met him through his brother. I worked with his brother. And I remember he, one time he was walking by my desk. And he's like, you, you should meet my brother. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, I just, I wasn't ever someone who liked to date. I mm-hmm. actually hate the idea of dating. Like, if I, I think of people who have to date and I 
don't envy them at all. You know, it's so, it's so rehearsed. You're sitting down, you're like, what do you like to do? And it's so, (laughs) I hate it. It just is so uncomfortable. And I don't like the idea of impressing people or someone trying to like me because I'm, I don't, the things I'm saying, or am I doing this right? It's so stupid. So when he's like, you should meet my brother, I was like, meh. I'm good. Uh Uh-uh. Like, I just, I mean, I, I had had friends who wanted to date me. I just, I had high standards for myself. I knew what I wanted. I didn't think I'd ever find it, honestly. Mm. And I was content in that. Yeah. And I didn't want to go through heartache. You know, I had a lot of friends who had boyfriends just to say they had boyfriends. I was like, I'm good. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't care for that. So a year later, he was visiting his brother and I saw him and I was like, dang, he's cute. I was like, shoot. <laughs> dang it. Yeah. And uh, my so, plan is not going to work anymore. I know. And uh, so we were hanging out. Uh, his brother was there too. Um, we were at a little tiny bar in Puyallup Bumpies. Like there are lifers there. Does that still exist? Bumpies? Yes. Bumpies is in um, downtown Puyallup because I was working at the Good Sam Hospital. We okay. We were helping build it. Oh, wow. Um, so... We've met at Bumpy's, which is like, I mean, for people who know Bumpy's, it's like, there are lifers at that bar. If you, wow. you know what I mean? It's a tiny hole in the wall, whatever. But we were all there, met him at Bumpy's. Like I saw his brother the next day or at work Monday and I was like, you should give my, your brother my number. Oh, okay. And he was basically like, I'm going to give you his just in case as well, because he kind of knows him where he's like, I don't uh. know if he would like, ha- like, I don't know. I don't know if he'd have enough courage to call you. Sure. So I ended up texting him a while later and I was texting him. I was like, don't be afraid to call me. <laughs> and I guess he was like, Just or no, he, had, he had been texting me. We had been texting, but I was like, you know, you don't have to be afraid to call me. And I guess like after the fact, he was like sitting there like dialing my, doing the whole like dialing my number, but like can't press send thing, oh, you know? Wow. <laughs> and so finally he got up the courage to call me. We talked forever. We went on a date and then we had dated... We saw each other every weekend, um, dated for two years, long distance. Um, and four months in, I looked at him and I was like, have you ever thought about marrying me? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Are you shocked by this? You shouldn't be. And he was like... I'm not, because no, I know you, I but know. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's, this well, is Well, because I'm me. like, I'm not wasting my time here. Sure. You know, if, I, if I'm feeling that and I'm thinking those things, I mean... And you're not. This is not going to work out. Right, right. right. We're going in two different directions if we're not. I'm not dating you just to date you. This is not for fun. I mean, it is fun, but I'm like, this isn't for fun here. Like, this is, this is my life. (laughs) There's no fun allowed. Right. So he looks up, like almost spits out his food and he's, he looks at me. He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, (laughs) I mean, at four months in, I knew, Mm -hmm. I knew. Mm -hmm. And knowing that we were on the same page with that, I was like, okay, good. You know, like this guy is worth my time. Sounds so stupid. I think. No, I mean, it's great. Yeah. So I dated two years, got engaged, got married. It was awesome. That's so cool. I'd do it all again. And do it all again. I would. Yeah. Oh, and my- I loved the long distance. Most people think it's hard. I thought it was the best thing ever. Really? Yes. Oh gosh, I I did, I did hate long distance. Did you? I loved it because I got to know him mm-hmm. without. You know, when you're, when you just start dating someone and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And you see each other and Mm -hmm. you're doing an activity or you're whatever going on dates where I got to 
talked to him mm-hmm. and we talked every day. Yeah. And just knowing him and his heart and who he was fully was really huge. Like the communication was incredible. And the right. fact that we were able to build a foundation on the communication is huge, especially yeah. when you're going into marrying somebody. Oh, yeah. But mm. I, there was someone a long time ago who tried to date me. This, I, I hope he doesn't ever hear this. <laughs> Think I don't think he will. Most, I don't know. If, if you're a guy listening, then you should probably message me because I don't no, know what guys listen. My uncle true. Donnie. Okay. My uncle Donnie. It probably wasn't Donnie because <laughs> his name was not Donnie. But he was like one of my good friends in high school. He's like, I, he told me, he's like, I am going to marry you one day. I'm like, like, I knew. I knew I was not. That was not my yeah. jam. But he just, he felt like he knew it. And I told him, like, he ended up going off to college and I, I went and visited him once because I was like, well, maybe. How do I know? You know, mm-hmm. he's a good guy. And I just wasn't having it. I told him I don't do long distance. <laughs> Whoops. And then I met Dave and I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I do for the right person. <laughs> right. I was like, how do I? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't do long distance, but apparently I do. Apparently so. <laughs> I do. That's awesome. Yeah. So, how, so how long were you and Dave together before you started thinking about a family? Or adding to um, your family. We got married and we knew where we were in that moment. We didn't want to have kids. I mean, we talked about kids, whatever that may have looked like, right? I mm-hmm. um, didn't know if that meant having our own. I didn't know if that meant adopting. Our house was tiny. where mm-hmm. we, It was like 700 square feet. I'm like, there's no way. I'm not. I'm not having a kid here. Hmm. When I first went to his town, I was like, oh, you know, what's that building over there? Is that the prison? And he was like, no, 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 that's the hospital. <laughs> Is that the prison? That's not I was a like, good one. Okay, well, I'm not, I, I'm not going to have a kid in this town. I just right. wasn't feeling it. Yeah. So when we moved where my family is, I felt better about it but we just wanted our house to be we wanted to be in a spot financially where we were ready to bring home a kid Mm -hmm. whatever that looked like in that time I I didn't know I never had that pull in my heart like I've always wanted to be a mom which Mm. almost made me feel guilty and we talked about that at one point Mm -hmm. where I'm like I just don't I don't know if so many girls are like, I just want to be a mom when I grow right. up. But I didn't know if that was for me. Because I, I think I was more guarded. Whereas if I was unable to have kids, right. I wanted my heart to be protected from uh, that disappointment. Where do you think that comes from in you? I know some of it is probably childhood. I know a lot of friends have experienced loss. Hmm. And I wanted to be, and it's so common. It's so common. Yeah. You know, and and I was fearful of that with my pregnancy. With anything, I I was almost afraid to be super excited about it because I didn't want the sadness to be more. Hmm. I don't than know. what you could handle. Is mm-hmm. that? I think so. I I just didn't want. If I can't imagine losing a baby. Yeah. You know that's your heart. That is your heart. And I I don't know. I was afraid. I was afraid of feeling too much. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, those deep, yeah, those deep vulnerable yeah. feelings of being a mom. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like your mind has gone to the worst place mm-hmm. before it's even started. But then I was afraid of. I didn't ever feel that pull on my heart to be a mom, so I was afraid of not having that love towards my kid, mm-hmm. which is so silly because she's my favorite person on the planet. But right. 
I just, that right. was one of my fears. I don't know why. Always. Yeah. I, I just. So you kind of correlated, I'm not sure if I want to be a mom, so I'm not sure if I can love my baby. I think so, yeah. Like it's, and that sounds so heavy because even as a parent, you're like, how do you not love your kid, right? right. And I told you, I, I met with you because I was afraid when I was pregnant because I mm-hmm. wanted to tell you what my fears were as far yeah. as going into labor. And it was, I was afraid of having my kid and not loving loving that kid and mm-hmm. I don't know I think there were times where I was missing love a little bit and I mm-hmm. think that that's where it comes from where I'm like okay well if I maybe wasn't lovable how you know maybe that's in me maybe that's ingrained in me to not be able not be capable of loving my my kid yeah was there a season in your life Colby when you felt like maybe you were unlovable I think there were times where I felt a, a void that I wasn't feeling loved. Sure. Yeah. Where, and and not that I was undeserving of it. Of course, mm-hmm. everybody, if, every kid, mm-hmm. everybody is. But I just right. felt like that was lacking. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I noticed it much as a kid until I got older. And then it made me wonder, like, well, am I capable of that? Am I going right. to be that? And I didn't, I was fearful that if if people felt that way towards me, Am I going to feel that towards my own child? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really real. Yeah. And honest and yeah. scary. It was terrifying. And I told Dave, he knew. He yeah. knew everything. And he was so great to me. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. He's like, no, you're going to be the best mom. I'm like, okay. So what was the thing that really helped you kind of moved past that? Did you feel like that was a huge kind of roadblock for you? I don't think I did until I had her. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got past it until I had her. Yeah. That's a lot. There's just some things that we but just I knew, can't know. Yeah, I knew I knew I wouldn't know until that happened. But mm-hmm. I knew I was in good hands anyways. You know, I knew God had a plan for us. and mm-hmm. But it was just, and it was never that she was unwanted. She was never unwanted. We wanted her from the beginning. But I was mm-hmm. just afraid of how I would feel. Yeah. Which is sucks. I mean, that's such a mind game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, I think it's so wild how... We become pregnant and then all of a sudden there's just stuff in our past or our history or mm-hmm. perspective that we don't even know is there sometimes. Well, and from, I knew for a long time because people would be like, when are you guys having kids? I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. It was kind of, don't like, ask it was kind me. of like dating. I'm like, I'm good. I <laughs> I'm good. I don't need that. But it's not even that I was good. I just didn't know. Yeah. And you can fear the unknown sometimes, which oh, is so yeah. dumb, but... I think that's so real. I would say most first-time moms out there, you know, one of their biggest fears would be the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Totally. That was mine. Yeah. What was your labor like? <laughs> labor was fun. <laughs> I had the, and it, that was before drugs. I had the yeah, best. before drugs. I was, I remember meeting with you beforehand because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm terrified of this, this, and this. And I thought those might be roadblock items. And... I mean, I'm the type of person, I didn't have a plan for labor. My plan was no plan because I'm like, how do you plan that? Like, sure. You don't don't know what labor is going to look like. No one does. Yeah. And I was like, I know some people have their whole sheet, you know, they're (laughs) ready. They, they hand it out to everybody in the hospital and that's great. That's not me. And it's not that I'm for lack of planning. I was more, I wanted to know all the things. I want to know what it looked yeah. like if I had to have a C-section. I want to know what it looked like if I was having my kid at home. Mm-hmm. Not that that was a choice, but sometimes it's not and it happens, yeah. right? So I yeah. just wanted to know 
all my options. I wasn't specifically for or against anything Mm -hmm. because I think that's kind of how you have to go into birth. Yeah. Yeah. Really being open. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like that leads to disappointment sometimes. Mm -hmm. But my labor was good times. I had so much fun. (laughs) I know. I think, I don't know if I could paint this picture for for everyone listening but i would love to hear what you it was so crazy i'm like i I, you know obviously i had developed this relationship with colby as my doula client and just loved um you know them as a couple and was so excited so excited for their birth and then um which is crazy because i feel like i can really get to know a couple and who they are but there's always some element of how are you going to act in labor I bet that's fun for Um, you because I'm sure you think like that's most people see somebody and whatever your profession is, you see that, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're an esthetician, you're staring at someone's eyebrows. Right. Right. (laughs) And for you being a doula, you're like, how would you be in labor? Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, gathering, you know kind of making my plan of like okay tell me what you thought I would be I like. think I mean I knew you were a jokester Colby's a jokester she's super funny um and so I was like okay this is I was just super pumped because I think you were so open mm-hmm. um you know some of my favorite not that I'm allowed to have favorites but um most memorable most memorable for sure but um I really love um my, kind of my ideal client is someone who is willing to just try if you're willing to try um, and try different positions and try different things and try different methods and um, just be open to suggestions, I just love that. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things because it's kind of like what you were saying is we don't know where this is going to go mm-hmm. and we just have to be willing to take um, what comes and work with it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're willing to kind of ride this out with me and try different things and people typically have a really positive experience. So mm-hmm. it was so fun showing up um, at your Wait, birth. What did you feel about? I called you a week before. Oh, yes. Okay. So Colby, <laughs> maybe you should share this story. Colby calls me um, a week before and I'm thinking she's going to tell me she's in labor. And as she picks up the phone, the first thing she says is, I'm not in labor, but... Um, I've been electrocuted. <laughs> I'm like, um, what? Yeah. What was that? Um, are you okay? Okay. And then I think I started bawling. I think you did. Because I think I, it was just scary. Oh, so scary. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, I full, So a week before I went into labor, I think I was 38 weeks mm-hmm. and a couple days. And I was meal prepping with my husband. I was touching our cooktop and our mixer and somehow there was something that went wrong and I fully got stuck like in the like cartoons. the conduit like yes like in the cartoons when they get stuck and like mm-hmm. they can't like both hands were stuck one on the on the cooktop one on my mixer and I could not move and I fully wow. got electrocuted and it went through my arms and then I was finally able to let go and Dave looks at me and he's like what just happened I'm like I got electrocuted I start almost hyperventilating yeah I'm not a crier I'm not super <laughs> emotional I lose it. I felt the biggest contraction. I felt zero contractions. Not even like that my whole labor. I didn't even feel, but my whole stomach got hard and I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, I told Dave, I was like, you need to call, um, you need to call labor and delivery right Mm -hmm. now. He calls the gal on the other end (laughs) is someone I think my sister knew. And I was like, oh my God, do you know my sister? As I'm crying, I am hysterical. (laughs) I have never been, I'm sitting down. I'm like, I don't feel the baby. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, I know your sister. Come in. We'll monitor you for a couple hours. She's like, that's scary. 
I get it to the hospital, or I call, I get in the car, I call you. I'm like, I'm going to the hospital. Yeah. You're like, do you need me there? I'm like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think it's yeah. fine. We drive on in. It's super somber drive. This is yeah. not, I mean, you. who plans to get electrocuted, yeah. right? Like you and think, go to like, the hospital. Right. Like pregnant women fall or, I mm-hmm. mean, things happen. But electrocution. Yeah. Not on the, <laughs> I mean, on the top of the list. No. Like you're not, no, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So we get in. They know. They're like, oh, you're the one that got electrocuted. Of course. Great. Okay. So I get in there. <laughs> you're like they hook famous. Me yeah. They hook me up. Before a nurse even comes in, usually the nurse comes in and they say, they check you out, make sure you're mm-hmm. fine. Doctor comes in and she's like, uh, this has only ever happened one other time. I'm like, where's the nurse? Because they're supposed to be yeah. checking me in. Like, how big of a deal is this? Of course, I know it's a big deal. I haven't felt baby move. The doctor is like, I had to call around and look up some things in some books. I'm like, oh, good. Okay. I'm glad you're <laughs> well first. Yeah, this is great. This is going to be great. Hook me up. She looks fine. Like, I'm apparently I was having contractions. So that was yeah. welcome. I did, was not feeling that. I only felt that one. I'm sure it definitely kickstarted your labor uh, for sure. I mean, jump started it yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it was. We were ended up being there for four hours. I was. I was fine once I saw that that she was fine. I didn't know what I was having, but I was like, "Well, baby's good." And I, my nerves were calmed then because I was mm-hmm. like, "I, I either just killed my kid." <laughs> Cold. Honestly, I, yeah. I. I mean, you don't know. Oh. You don't hear of electrocutions, and then to have yeah. that contraction and then nothing. You're like, well, I, I did something wrong here. Oh. Um. And I was like, well, you know, if anything, we're, we're fine. It's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, it'll be, if we have to have an emergency C-section today, she's far enough along, and and yeah, this could be okay. But it was such a weird drive into the hospital. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Just the emotions. Yeah. And- and everything. We definitely felt ready, though, when I was in labor, because I was like, well, like, once we were there, and I felt fine, and everything checked out okay, I was like, well, there's nothing we're missing in the car. Like, I mm-hmm. feel good about, like, we're packed, like we're ready, dry you know, run. so whenever, yeah, it was, fu- I mean, terrifying, don't get electrocuted, Whoops. <laughs> or plan for it, <laughs> might happen, ridiculous. Yeah. So you go home, and then how, when did you actually go into labor? Um, I went into labor exactly a week later and I was like, I, when I was there for my electrocution, <laughs> I was talking to the nurses and I'm like, so what do you guys call the ladies that happen to drop in all the time? Cause I didn't want to be one of them. Right. Like I didn't want to have, I mean, no one wants to get turned away. Right. Mm-mm. So I just didn't want to go in and be like, maybe, I don't know. Sure. Sure. But I went into labor exactly a week later. I woke up really early in the morning, went pee wiped and I was like I swear I just wiped right yeah. I'm like there no like I, I was like is did I miss something I don't know yeah. so I think I had like a trickle not full yeah. water breaking and then I lay down for about an hour and I could kind of feel super low mild cramps like period mm-hmm. cramps low and I was like hmm like these are pretty often yeah Maybe it's something. Dave was already awake. He's an early bird. And I sent him a text. I was like, how would you feel about having a baby today? He runs up the stairs so freaking fast. I think he <laughs> thought that like something was going down. And I was just like, I'm I'm fine. Like, I just yeah. was like, maybe we maybe. could. Who yeah. knows? Just add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I found out um, when I got electrocuted, I was at a three. I hadn't been checked my whole pregnancy. Oh, okay. <clears throat> which I loved because yeah. 
I didn't want to know. Was it yeah. you that was pretty far along? I didn't want that disappointment. Yeah. You were, yeah. you had a hard time with that. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, with second baby, but I walked around with Indiana at like a five for like two and a half weeks. Right. And any second, I'm sure you're like, this could be it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, with second baby, I was so, um, I was like, I've done too much to do. I'm not ready for this kid. I was like, I was working. You're like five? Nope. I'm going to keep doing like, You're just going to just hold on for a little bit longer. And then his due date was really close to my birthday. And I was just like, you can't have my birthday, dude. I want my That's own day. That's what I'm day. saying. I wouldn't let my kid have my birthday <laughs> I was either. Like, I don't, it was our, we're already close enough. I was like, I need at least my own day. So I was really like, hold Lynn, off, hold off. who wants to be birthing on their birth? Like, yeah. I mean, mine was fun. I would yeah. do that again with all the same people. That was good times, <laughs> but I don't know on my birthday. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, all that to say, vaginal exams are super optional. Don't do it. <laughs> there you don't go. do it. Only because it's like, what? I mean, knowing does nothing. Right. Right. Other, it really doesn't. Unless it makes you feel done. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're not done yet. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? Right. And and I felt I was so glad I didn't know. I was telling my midwife before I that I saw her that Friday before I went into labor on Sunday. And I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't feel done with my pregnancy yet. Mm-hmm. I could keep going. Yeah. She would have let me go to 42 weeks. And I just I was like, well, I'm I'm content in this. You know, yeah. if I have to wait it out, I have to wait it out. So. Yeah. Not knowing was good for me, but, and I had that kind of on and off all day. Dave and I just, Dave was home that day and we just cleaned the house and kind of hung out, took a shower, like whatever. And then I had, where had to get GBS, you were GBS positive. Yes. And so my midwife had said, if your water breaks, you need to come in Mm -hmm. because you have to have antibiotics in you. For X sure. amount of time, or I think you had to have two rounds of antibiotics before you actually push a kid out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, first time out, my cousin, she had her baby real, real quick, like, mm-hmm. her, and it was her first. Her second one came very quick also, and so I'm like, could it be, I mean, I know sometimes first time moms labor take a long time. Sure. I just didn't, not knowing, you yeah. know, you just, what's it going to look like? Yeah. Again, we have no idea. So yeah. I think around two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, well, maybe we should just go in. Yeah. I called you. You're like, are you sure? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, I wasn't in like, I wasn't in full labor where I was like. Yeah. You weren't working hard after your contractions. No. And honestly, I don't ever feel like, now correct me if I'm wrong, because you saw it from a different standpoint. I don't ever feel like I was so labor was that hard for me. And no. I don't want to say that to like piss off other moms who <laughs> like and I had stories right I had yeah. all the I knew all the things I read all the books I loved reading labor stories I got yours I knew yeah. where people were at and what it looked like for them and for me it was never I don't want to say it was never that hard I knew what I was going up against and I was ready for it yeah I guess you were ready for it you were definitely ready for it I think the thing I loved watching you in labor is you never were overwhelmed no. You know, your contractions never overtook you to the point where you weren't able to manage them. Never. You just kind of took every wave one at a time. Yeah. And you did so well. Like, I remember just watching you in the tub. <clears throat> I don't, yeah, you were, I think you were at the tub at that point and you were just resting in between and you just really laboring beautifully i mean just laughing like, and it having was so fun. fun did you have fun i had so I had fun. fun i have never you guys laughed at a birth more than colby's birth i mean i mean we need I, to get there we need to get there so I don't funny even know what we're laughing okay, at. okay so funny so 
So you show up at the hospital. I get to the hospital. They, when, I mean, the most ridiculous part, and this is so something that would happen to me. They're like, well, let's just see if your water even broke. I'm like, okay. So they swab me, right? Mm-hmm. And the swab, I think, is supposed to turn black if your water breaks. Mm-hmm. Of course, it turns like a little shade of gray and they're like I'm not quite sure if your water broke I'm like of course you're not I'm not they're trying to tell me I peed my pants I'm like I swear I didn't I I peed I went very efficiently you guys I did pee and I did not pee my pants but they called my midwife and she's like yeah admit her so I loved I love my midwife she's one of my favorite people yeah she was awesome so she had they ended up admitting me and we get to our room and I make Dave go get me a burger and this is the best. I think that's where I instantly had a connection with you, yeah. Colby, because I love me a burger. Well, you there's guys. also not many options. No. I'm like, I don't want the cafeteria food, right? So I was gross. there a week ago and I had, they're like, do you want a meal? I'm like, no. <laughs> they forced it on me. They're like, you're going to, you're probably going to be hungry and the, the thing closes soon. I'm like, fine. And I was so disappointed. I'm like, Dave, eat this. Yeah, I don't want gross. this hockey puck cookie. <laughs> I wanted a real one. So, so you stupid. ate a burger and I had was a like, burger. this is my girl. I had a burger and a milkshake. I was just kind of hanging out. I don't remember what time. You got there late. Mm-hmm. I think I, I was came and checked on you about nine. Yeah. I was fine. I was yeah. doing fine. I think I was at a three. Maybe maybe I was more. I don't remember what I got admitted at, but I was doing fine. I was just kind of walking around my room. We were hanging out. I remember when Elisa's like, you know, have like a playlist that you like with some calming music. I'm like, I'm not going to need calming music. I'm like, this is, this is like, I felt like this was a marathon, right? Like Mm -hmm. who's listening to like the spa music while they're running a marathon. And I'm like, I wanted some like old school Missy Elliott or like, I wanted something to pump me up. Yeah. And like, give me the jam. I do remember. I do remember when I almost pushed her out. You're like, I'm like, give me something old school. You're like, I could do some Mariah Carey. I'm like, I cannot bring my kid into this world with Mariah Carey. I cannot. I was like, do a country or something. I don't know. I'm like, Mariah Carey, I cannot. I'm like, I do like some Mariah. But I'm like, I don't know if this is a boy or a girl. Right. And I just can't have that be that story. <laughs> like, no, Elise, but thank you. Let's find something else. But we were watching... One of my favorite shows is Impractical Jokers. If you haven't seen it, please, please do. We'll definitely have to put a link to Impractical (sighs) Jokers. I need to do the dentist scene because, okay, so everybody who came into my room, except for the um, anesthesiologist, because he was not very nice. um, (laughs) He had a mission. He had a plan. I was not a fan. I was about ready to kick him out because he didn't want to watch Impractical Jokers, but I made everybody watch it. So I think part of my laboring is even I'd be having a contraction and I'd come out of it and I'm looking at literally everyone in our room belly laughing at something I was forcing them to watch. And everybody <laughs> was like, you yeah. must watch this yeah. show. Yeah. But it was more like, have you seen it? No? Okay, watch it, please. Like, and I mean, people aren't going to tell me no, but you can't say no to funny, right? Yeah. And then we were watching Ellen, like snippets yes. of Ellen. Like, Ellen Tube. It was so good times. It was I so it. funny. It was definitely your coping mechanism was yes. laughter and distraction. Yeah. And every time. Even as I was getting, I remember even as I was getting um, in the bed ready to push, I was looking at my midwife and she's like, she was supposed to leave at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. that morning and she stayed until 2. As, and like her kid missed school that day. She's like, it's fine. I'm like, this isn't fine, but thanks. Like, I'm glad yeah. you're here. 
and um, she left an hour before I had her. I just vividly remember having a contraction in the bed, looking up, and she's wiping tears from her eyes from laughing. So, like, everybody's just belly laughing. She brings in the new midwife I hadn't met yet. She's watching it because, of course, anyone who walks in has to watch. (laughs) We've seen all of these, but you haven't. Yeah. And it was, it's just funny. Maybe the sleep, you know, being sleep deprived and it was just so good to be laughing. Yeah. Or like seeing people laughing. I'm like, this is freaking fun. I yeah. had so much fun. Yeah. I remember a moment when you were in the tub and you, you hadn't, I think you were still unmedicated at that point. And yeah, I was unmedicated until an eight, I think. Yeah, till about an eight. And, and I looked at you and, she, and you just so calmly, so calmly is like, I think I'm ready for an epidural. And I was like, okay, great. Like, is that what you want? You just, you just had said yes. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, this is so strange. Well, like, and she's I, so calm. Well, and I, I vividly remember, like, I remember, they say you forget. I didn't. Mm. Like, I, no. I remember, I think it's because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. But even at an eight, I was fine. Yeah, you were. And, and you I were know coping I, well. And I know I could have had that baby without it. Anybody can, right? But I just was like, you know, I don't really want to feel more than I'm feeling now. And yeah. even then, I was getting great breaks with my contractions. And I yeah. just... I just felt like I was doing a good job. I do remember one time, I don't know if I was pushing, you tell me, but I looked at you and I was like, I don't need any more pep talks. Yeah. Because I like, Elise is you so great at her job. And I remember her when we, when we had our meeting before I had the baby, she's like, you're going to have a point where you break down. And I'm looking at her in my head. I'm like, no, I'm not like who else, <laughs> who else is going to push this kid out? And I'm not, I don't want to say I'm like overly confident. I'm not. It's just, I knew no one else was going to do it. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I can't, I can't have a moment of I can't do this anymore because mm-hmm. who the hell else is gonna do it yeah. I'm the only one in here who can push this baby out yeah. you know and I'm like she's so great at being like okay you got this I'm like I know I got this like in my head yeah. I'm like I, I do got this like you didn't I need the encouragement no. from me and I was just like I got it I got it I was like okay I know I okay like, and that, that's the only thing I remember coming home I'm like I kind of feel bad because I was like at least I got it <laughs> No, Poor it's Lee. fine. I have rhino skin. You know, anything goes in labor. But That's I true. loved, um, you were just so sure in what you could do, mm-hmm. what you could do. And mm-hmm. and you knew you could keep going unmedicated, mm-hmm. And but that wasn't what was your choice. And that wasn't I'm what you wanted. I, I'm glad I didn't, or that I did get the epidural because, because of after. Yeah. But like, even, even my epidural sucked. I mean... I remember after you're like, hold on, let me help you with your leg. I'm like, I got that leg. Like I could feel, I could feel. And this guy, you know, when I got my epidural, the guy comes in. I'm like, have you seen Impractical Jokers? I'm like, you need to watch it. He goes, I'd rather sleep. I'm like, well, great. Okay. So would I, but here we are, you know. Here we are. So make the most of this, buddy. Yeah. And he, um, he starts to tell me all the things that he has to tell you to give you an epidural. I'm like, you can just do it. Like, just do it, right? I was not a fan of him. I'm like, if you could just get it done, like, I don't need your play-by-play. I didn't say all of that, but in my head, (laughs) I was still a nice pregnant lady. And he sucked at it. Like, I could feel the whole, like, I knew when to push, which was good. I'm glad I knew when to push. I Mm -hmm. knew I could just feel a lot. Yeah. I felt a lot. And I'm like, I don't think he did. I mean, he came in confident. He's like, I'm good at what I do. I'm like, okay. I wish I could find him and tell him he wasn't. But that's okay. I think, I'm, I mean, it's just one of those things where you can never know how the epidural is going to be for you. We, sometimes they're perfect and they work really when well. I was, but I was okay with it. I mean, yeah. they asked me if I wanted it redone. I'm like, no. I mean, let's this do is, this. This yeah. is 
it is what it is at this point. Like, yeah. one of my legs is gone, but, I mean, whatever. I, I felt half of what it feels like to give birth. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, there is a moment when I, I definitely remember you. You were starting to push, and you almost had this kind of mental block of, I, I can't push. I remember... I do remember once before I started put like I remember my nurse I had the best freaking nurse ever. I want her again. I just want her in my life. Like not even <laughs> she's so kind and so sweet. Yes, and I have pictures awesome. and she's almost teary in the pictures for us just out of joy. I remember you were pumping. You left. <laughs> Which is funny because that's in another one of your episodes. I know. I'm like, dang, am I pumping? Thanks, just get me. And I, I think she had told me, she's like, we're going to practice pushing. And I look at Dave and I started crying. I'm like, I'm terrified. Yeah. Because this is the moment I'm going to meet my kid and know whether or not there's a connection. Right. Which know is so whether stupid. or not I love this kid or not. Right. But even, even when I got electrocuted and I was like losing my mind, when we got home, Dave was like, you're going to be a great mom. I'm like, where's that coming from? He's like, the amount that you were crying He's like, you're already connected to that kid. I'm like, fine, okay. But like, I still wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't connecting that. But he saw it, which is so good. It was good that he was still seeing that for me when I couldn't. But I just remember being like, oh my God, I don't want to push. Who wants to do this part? Yeah. Right? There are certain people. But. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, this is like, when I found out I was pregnant, I'm like, I know how this ends. Right? And so here I am at the end, and I'm like, I just crap. Here we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I remember just like having to stop and take a few moments and be like, whoa, like, where is this coming from? I yeah. mean, I remember just being like, to, to watch this girl who was so confident, so sure this of herself. This is what I was dreading. I was having, f- labor was fun. Pushing, I was like, like no you know yeah so how did you kind of get through that mental block of just not not feeling like you could push I think I just knew I had to Mm -hmm. it it wasn't I pushed for two hours the first hour was a joke yeah it's like a little warm-up push (laughs) I mean and I was pushing hard I pushed like three solid times with every contraction I was determined and I and it's not for lack of working. It's not because I wasn't, like, I couldn't feel. I could feel everything. Yeah. Comes it comes to the point where my nurse comes over an hour later after my midwife leaves. And my midwife was so kind. And I was in labor for total, like, 36 hours. Mm-hmm. And when your water breaks, they only let you go so long. And I think I surpassed that. Mm-hmm. In com- even if I were to have an OB. Yeah. And they would have probably had other measures at that point. And my uh, my midwife just kind of, she trusted me and my body. And, yeah. But she goes, we're getting to the point where we may have to look into a vacuum or other options. And I'm like, I don't, that doesn't sound like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she just mentioned it to me, not in a way to, to make me fearful. I think it was just, she knew I'm the type that needs to know all my options of what's coming. Yeah. The hour of pushing went by. My nurse comes over, shows me how to push correctly, and apparently I'd been doing it wrong the whole hour. I was just like, can you just keep doing what you're doing the rest of the time? And she had shoved her fingers up there and pushed down. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's super, super helpful when a nurse or a healthcare <clears throat> provider can just put your And they show fingers. you how. Yeah. They're like, push me out. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, where was that a freaking hour ago, right? Yeah. I wasn't Sometimes mad about it. Sometimes they let it. you kind of figure it out on their own. But I couldn't get it together, apparently. Yeah. Um, 
but I was like, someone do that the whole time. And yeah. then an hour later, I ended up having her out. But she had never, I don't think she ever dropped. Like, I, I feel like sometimes you can see a pregnant woman, you're like, oh, okay, they're they're ready. Mm. And I don't feel like she ever dropped. Yeah. Um, you felt like she stayed pretty high. Yeah. I just had a lot of work to do to get her down. Yeah. I was glad I figured that out, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so glad to get her out, but... Yeah, you did. So you had a baby, but you guys had decided to wait to find out the gender. Yes. So what was that moment like when you found out if your baby was a boy or a girl? It was the funnest. It was was fun because my husband was, I wanted him to help deliver if he was down for it. I'm like, listen, I don't want to see what's going on down there. But if you want to, that's on you, right? I'm like, I can't unsee that. I'm not responsible. Right. They're like, do you want, yeah, they're like, do you want a mirror? I think you asked me if I want a mirror. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, like I can feel it enough. I'm good. You know, and I, I, I know that's helpful for some people. I'm like, I don't need to see that mess. Right. I remember her, she was, her head was out. My midwife was like, she, or baby has a lot of hair. I'm like, what? what? And I started to get teary. I'm like, don't tell me any more details about my kid that I can't see that I still have to push out. Yeah. So working hard here. Yeah. And Dave, they're like, go ahead and look. And he looks and he just gets teary. Right. And he's so sweet. He's like, he's my person, but he's Mm -hmm. so sweet. And to see him, you know, I'm like, quit, you know, don't look like that. He gave the same look that he did just knowing that his kid was coming that he was looking at me when we were getting married. I'm like, quit looking at me like that. Like, it was so serious. I'm like, can you, I can't do that. I cannot yeah. be serious. Kobe has a hard time with somber, serious, emotional just, things. You know, and he's like staring you down with so much love. And I'm just like, like, okay. Like, I'm like, yeah. I love you too. But can you, like, can you look away for a second? I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> baby's coming and he's getting ready to catch. And Apparently, I still had more water to be breaking at that point. Baby comes out with a gush of water. I soak yeah. the midwife. Yeah. Everybody sees this water come out. I'm like, oh, shoot, sorry. And they kind of like both catch the baby together, which is so cool. It's so cool that Dave was able to help yeah. catch baby. And I remember him flipping baby over and said, it's a girl. And I was just yeah. like, I, I at that moment, though, I was so dang tired and relieved that I was done. Yeah. pushing. I was so tired. I mean, that's a long labor. I didn't yeah. really nap. I, I know you told me to rest, but I'm like, it's like Christmas, right? Like, how do <laughs> I you? Looking at, looking at Colby. You have an epidural. You have a little bit of pain relief. You've been awake for so long. I, I was, was like, can you just close your eyes? Yeah. Can She's you like, close your what can eyes, I do? Please? What can I do to knock her out right now? I, I couldn't. And I was, you just couldn't stop talking. You did not stop talking no. the whole time. Yeah. It was good times though. It was. Fun. I just was having so much fun. I couldn't. I'm like, no. I mean, a baby's coming. What? Do, I mean, yeah. It was good pretty time. awesome. It was so fun. So, what was your postpartum experience like with oh, Charlie? Charlie was great. Everything else sucked. <laughs> Only because apparently I had lost a lot more blood than I knew. So I was super anemic, and because I went in so early. They started me on fluid, like, right away. I was hooked right. up right away. By the way, I also hated where they had the IV because I couldn't brace myself on anything. Yeah, that's tough. It was on an area. I can't remember if it was, like, my wrist. I think it was, like, on my hand, so I couldn't brace myself. But I had so much fluid pumped into me, no blood, basically, by the time I went home. Like, it was so hard to recover. Yeah. It was fun, though. Like, my family, we didn't tell anyone we had her. 
<laughs> like, no. No, no one. My, my, the only people who knew I was in labor was my brother and his wife because they were taking care of our animals. And I literally told them when we were going into the hospital at 2 p.m. I hadn't talked to them for at, like the whole time. They didn't know if I had died. They were like freaking out. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, I was a little occupied. But I remember my sister-in-law sent me a text. After, I'm holding Charlie in my hands in the hospital. And she's like, how late did your midwife say you could go? Like, I was like, oh, well, she said, or she goes, when's your due date again? And I was like, oh, it's um, October 7th. I'm like, but my midwife said I could go, you know, up to 42 weeks. So, you know, and I'm holding the baby and I didn't tell her because I'm just like, I was soaking in. Yeah. No one was there. My family didn't know. I could, they all were like, you know, hover, not, they were hovering near the end. Like, so what are you doing? Do you mind if I come over? I'm like, I haven't had a baby yet. I started telling them I did. I was like, oh, by the way, it was twins. I just, <laughs> you're already wondering when a baby's yeah. coming, right? So when so many people know, you're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know when the baby's coming. And so to not tell anybody and just have that first day, no one knew she was born until the day after we had her and we went home. And I told my whole family on the way home, I, I or that day I called my sister. She did come to the hospital and so did my brother because they knew. And my sister was in her son's class and I was like, hey, what are you doing later? She's like, I can't talk right now. I'm at, at writer school. I'm like, well, um, do you think you can bring me dinner later? And she goes, why? I'm like, well, I had a baby yesterday. So, and they don't believe me. My family doesn't believe me anymore. I because I, why. Because right, I had been telling, I'm like, I mean, she's like, no, you didn't. I was like, I did. She's like, she starts crying. She's like, but you didn't. I don't know if you're lying. <laughs> and so we sent her a picture and it was just so fun. It was fun to like, no one, they're like, would you have a boy or a girl? I'm like, I'm not telling you. You can see when you get here. And it was yeah. just fun to have family see this new baby. They didn't know who they were meeting, right? Yeah. It, was, it was cool. And everybody showed, my whole family was able to show up at my house that night. Everybody came in and got to meet the baby. I made them guess when they walked in if Aww. it was a boy or girl. It was just cool. It's a cool way. That was fun. I didn't realize how sick I was then. Yeah. Until a cu- like a couple days later. I was so swollen. I think it's because I just told my whole family, you know, this sounds ridiculous. Kim Kardashian's feet when she was pregnant. <laughs> she has pictures. You guys have to look it up. She has pictures of like she would wear those heels, right? Like mm-hmm. who wants to wear heel like strappy heels? The and strappy ones. Yes, yeah. and she still had the straps on her feet like after she took her shoes off. And there's a picture of her foot and I was like, I don't want that foot like when I'm pregnant. I don't want that foot. Yeah, I'm like I'm going to try and take it easy. I'm going to take care of myself. I need like I need to listen to my body and I didn't. I was I mean my I got yeah. a little puffy, but like I was fine. After I had her, the amount of swelling that I had, I couldn't even put on freaking flip-flops. So Mm. to have to go to pediatrician appointments, which also sucked, I hated. We went through six pediatricians. Oh. It was awful. That's a lot. Yeah. What were your big turnoffs to your pediatricians? The first one we met with, and I, I, this was when I was still pregnant, and I was getting ready to ask her questions, and she goes, let me do my whole spiel, and if I haven't covered everything, which I'm sure I will, then you can ask me something. I'm like, (sighs) see ya. I'm like, that's not helpful to me. Like, even as a first time mom, it's like, and owning our own business, there's a level of customer service that you do, right? And and that is not it. Yeah. So she was out before I even had a kid. The next one, I didn't get my milk for a long time. Mm. And I felt content in, in that my kid was full. She was getting enough. They kept this one pediatrician was like, you know, she's not gaining anything. I'm like, cool. Well, I had her yesterday, right? So I'm like, 
when are we done here? Like, I just, you know, you don't feel good. You don't yeah. feel, you want to go home, right. want to be with your kid. And every time they went to wear, she takes a huge dump and pees in her diaper. And then, of yeah. course, there goes all the milk that I, yeah. or whatever, you know, the colostrum that I could give her. Right. And then they'd wear and they're like, oh, it looks like she's losing weight. I'm like, well, weigh the diaper, right? <laughs> then they're like, you need to get a pump. Do you have a pump? I'm like, no, I don't have a pump yet. And they're like, you need to be pumping. And I'm like, I don't want to pump right now. Like, this is, I'm like, come on, yeah. you know. It's a lot. I was confident. I was truly confident. And I, I'm grateful that it was me that they were doing things like this too, because I was like, y'all are crazy. I wasn't <laughs> believing them and that they, they were making, they were trying to make me feel like my kid was starving. Hmm. She was sleeping content. She would stop feeding, not me stop feeding her. Yeah. And she would just be like the little drunk baby. Like yeah. she was full, right? Yeah. And she was sleeping great and she was having wet diapers yeah. What more signs do I need that my kid is getting some nutrition, right? Right. They forced me basically to go get, um, this is like, I had to go in every day for a weight check. Oh. I'm like, I just freaking had a baby. Yeah. You know, I can't even put on shoes. I don't even have clothes that fit me right now yeah. because it's I'm such wearing a, a diaper, you guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. I am wearing a diaper. I'm, this is not fun. So we end up going across the street to get a pump. Well, I knew insurance covered it. There was like this big thing where then I had to send it in. We had to come up with the money out of pocket and then oh, whatever. Wow. I'm like, this is so it's it was fine. We had it, but it's just not something you want to be doing with your newborn in a car seat, driving all around. Yeah. Feet are swollen. Yeah. I remember going in to get the breast pump and I'm like, can I get that one? You guys take insurance, right? Like I thought they took care of it because some places do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you have to buy it and then like go through your insurance. Well, I want to make sure insurance took care of it. I go out to the car. I start sobbing. Oh. Dave is like, okay, which one is it? I'll go in and get it. He has to go in and get it as I'm like feeding my crying baby in the back oh. of the car. I'm like, this is awful. It was yeah. none of it was Charlie. It was everything else that came up. Yeah. And I remember this particular pediatrician was like, she's like, you need to syringe feed your baby. So Dave did it. Like I'd feed her. Yeah. I'd pump. And they wanted me feeding her every two hours. And when it's a newborn, they feed forever. And then you yeah, have to do the like diaper change. Yes. And then you yeah. have to get them. Like I wasn't sleeping every two hours. I'm like, that's going to kill me. Then on top of that pump and then syringe feeder. The poor thing, like she was so full. She didn't want to be syringe. Like she was just, yeah. Dave's like, this is, this sucks for him because he was taking one for the team and doing it. Cause I'm like, I'm not syringe feeder. I'm already doing everything else, you know? Yeah. And then finally, I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't care what they say. We were still going in for weight checks. She still was, like, not gaining enough. Like, she'd be gaining weight. She even gained, like, a pound. They're like, yeah, it's not quite where we like to see them. I'm like, I don't care where you like to see them. It was so... And we just kept going to new pediatricians, and we did not like the way that we were being treated. Yeah. So we were just like, this just... All of it sucks. How did you find someone that you felt comfortable with? I don't even know if I, I think I was so tarnished by those first few appointments. I still have my guard up, yeah. you know, because it's like my vision or, you know, I was confident that my kid was getting full and no one was believing me. And they're like, well, you're a first time mom. I'm like, great, cool. That, you know, I yeah. don't care. That mother's intuition is yes. so strong. Yes. And I, and I was set on that. And I'm like, I know there are so many women who would believe that negativity, and, and I do remember there was a pediatrician, too, where I'm like, okay, it looks like she had 
a little bit of snot, whatever, is that fine? And she goes, well, if she's sick, you have to bring her in because I had a kid die of a cold. And I'm like, you're ridiculous. Like, in my head, I'm like, you're ridiculous. But the fear factor that could be putting into someone who was vulnerable and hearing that, right? I was just like, this is so stupid. It was such a waste of my time. That's really hard. So at what point did you feel like you guys were really, like, making a turn? I felt great about her and our thing the whole time. It was never Charlie. It was when I like quit going to the, like, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to that weight check. What do you, I think I started believing in myself that just because doctors tell me I have to do something, I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to. It, in At the end of the day, they work for me. I'm hiring you to do mm-hmm. a job to take care of my kid or myself or whatever. I remember like there was a weight check and I'm like, I'm just going to reschedule this and mm-hmm. and finding that confidence that I'm allowed to mm-hmm. um, because I feel like if you have a doctor's appointment, you're not allowed to do something. Or if mm-hmm. your doctor tells you something, you have to believe them. I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys are liars. You're not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. I just, I mean, who tells someone to syringe feed their full baby, right? If you're not looking at everything else, look at the whole picture. Sure. She's full. She's sleeping great. She's having wet diapers. If she wasn't getting nutrition, her diapers would look a lot different, right? Sure, yeah. And I just was looking for someone that would find the whole picture. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Charlie's one. Mm-hmm. You're like, you survived the first year of marriage. Yes. What it? What do you feel like God's The doing? first year of parenting. <laughs> first year, yeah, first year of parenting. I'm like, Sorry. a couple of years in the marriage. A couple but... of years in marriage. Uh, what do you feel like God's um, really doing in your heart, in your life, and really speaking to you in this season? I think with her, I was always confident in myself. I'm confident in the decisions that I make. I don't let those things vary. T- like if I know like in my birth or my labor or whatever, I know I'm going to push my kid out. I'm going to push my kid out. Mm. Right. I just have that. I know I can do things. That tenacity in you. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm really good at making decisions. Like I don't, I I don't know. There, there's not much that I can't make a decision on. Hmm. Like even I find that Dave and I talk about it and even remodeling, like I remember going in to pick out floors and this lady's like, I'll give you a little while. <laughs> and I was like, I want that one. I'd like, she just assumes like yeah. I'm going to have a heart. I'm like, I know what I want. I can mm-hmm. pick something and not feel the remorse later. Right. Sure. And I feel like in parenting, I've gotten that down in the last year. And I feel like God's showing me that I am the mom. I am right. You know, I don't have to, I never really questioned much, but I felt, I felt more confidence in that because Mm -hmm. I feel like so many moms question things. Yeah. I see a lot of things on Facebook that's like, oh, my son, um, he's not really eating much right now. And in my head, I'm like, well, maybe he's teething or this or that. Like, you know, instead of always having to trust your gut, I guess is what it is. You know, you don't always have to reach out and ask, like, what if you didn't have those people to ask? What would you do then? Yeah. We don't have to crowdsource everything on Facebook. Yes. And I, and I get that maybe those mamas don't have people to tell them other, I don't know. I mean, no one's telling me if I, if I have a question, I'll ask it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I'll look it up on my own. I was meant to be her mom and I feel confident in that and no we don't always get things right but trust yourself I I wish mamas would trust themselves instead of questioning things all the time because there's so much that you don't see of Mm -hmm. real life on the internet yeah I feel like it's screwing with moms yeah 
No. Or women in general. Oh, right? totally. I know Jeff and I, um, we were going out to lunch yesterday and, and we were talking about um, a whole bunch of different things. But um, I was chatting with him about, I was like, moms are more anxious today yes. in our society than I think they ever have been. And I think it's just the information and the everything that goes into our brains and through our eyes and what we see and what we consume, there's just so much to consume. We can see what the mom in Australia is doing and we can see what the mom in Texas is looking at. Or well, everybody looks like great moms. They look like the token, you know, everything's perfect. At the end of the day, I am a perfect mom for my girl. Yeah. I am exactly who she is who she needs you know i was meant to be her mother yeah and she was meant to be my kid and i'm not the perfect mom for anybody else's kid but my own yeah and i wish other people would feel confident in their own parenting ways you know and that doesn't mean there's right ways to parent go with your gut and how you want to parent whether that means you're strict whether you have early or late bedtimes or nap times or you know it's just be confident in exactly what it is that you're doing. And I feel like I found that in parenting where, I mean, I wasn't a parent before Mm -hmm. and everybody's almost conditioned to ask questions or be like, this isn't right. Is it? Well, no two people are alike. So no two babies are alike either. You know, I think it's just relying on, uh, the knowledge that the Lord's going to equip you 100%. to do the job that he's called you to do. 100%. And you have everything you need just as you are. Mm-hmm. I think we're just so prone to question ourselves mm-hmm. and to compare. Um, and that just gives anxiety. Yeah, and I see it so much. And I don't. And I am not. And I truly am not someone. If someone's doing something, I'm like, cool, good for you. I, I don't feel like I have to be on that level or I'm content in my parenting and that's not to say I'm right or I do it all right but I just I'm content in the decisions that I've made in her small first year right yeah I know that there are times where things are going to be tougher and things come up or you question other parents you're like hey how did you guys get through this right I just wish mamas would have more confidence in themselves without because they it's almost like social media makes them feel less than yeah oh definitely and that's so sad to me it is. It is. Well, we're here to change. I we're hope change so. That. That's I awesome. hope so. But that's, I feel confidence in my first, like to be able to, I feel good about the decisions I made going through pediatricians or, I don't know, she's such a good kid and I, I just feel good about being her mom. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. So Colby, what are three things that you are just like, I am living by these three things right now in this season? In this season. One of my favorite things is probably spending time with my husband. I do like parenting with him. So I would say even in the season, it's like in this season of life, it's so good. It's so good. And I know that there are seasons where people have really hard times and then it comes back up to really good times. And we've had really hard times and we've always tried to look at it in a positive way. But hanging out with my husband is probably my favorite. And then he's a cool guy. He is. And we just love our kid. Mm. She's she's the highlight of everything. They say on dates, like, don't go out and talk <laughs> about your kids. I'm like, how do you not? Like, 
oh we that's do your all world. the time i'm like she's my f- literally my favorite thing yeah and i remember after i had her i it, i mean your hormones are like all over the place but i remember sitting in her room rocking her sobbing again i am not a crier <laughs> i'm not a crier sobbing dave comes in he's like what's the matter i'm like i just love her so much like Aww. it's crazy that that comes over you yeah but charlie is one of my favorite things in the in this season dave also I do have a Massage Envy membership that I love, but I don't take advantage of it as much as I should. But what's nice is they accrue. So go get yourself a Massage Envy membership because you don't lose it if you don't use it. That's great. Yeah, it was great for my pregnancy because I had Mm -hmm. a few accrued. And so like at the end, I was getting like one a week. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. But I just, it's something I can escape to every now and then. But yeah, you have that little breather. Yeah, those are my favorites. That's awesome. I think it's so cool how you, for a long period of time, you were really fearful about even being able to love your daughter and I have know. this connection with her. It's and then how thing. the Lord has just blessed you with this in, in incredible relationship with your daughter just is, is pretty amazing. It's I just crazy. think. I saw a sign we went to um, Home Goods. probably she was probably a week old. And we went to Home Goods, and there was a sign that said, you're everything I never knew I always wanted. And it was mm. pink. And we didn't know if we were having a little boy or a little girl. Mm-hmm. I see it. I start crying in home. Oh. My hormones are everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, I am not. My husband comes around the corner with our kid. He's like, oh, you're everything. I'm like, don't read it. Just put it in the cart. Because <laughs> he started to read it again. I'm like, oh, like trying to hold. I'm like, I don't want to be sobbing in home goods, but I am. And that's hanging in her room. And it's so true. Mm. It's so yeah. true. Like you just, people who don't have kids. They never know. You never will. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know the love I could have for this little human. Yeah. She's the funniest. Like, she's funny and she's one. Yeah. What? Like, she's a little jokester. And yeah. It's great. I wonder where she gets that from. I know. I love it. I just love it. I, I found a note that Dave had written me when I was pregnant and he goes, I secretly hope our kid has your sass. And <laughs> like, I, I, I'm like, you do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you handle two? <laughs> that's awesome she's she's a little bit of me it's awesome i love her that's so fun yeah are there any resources or um things that you would want to share with either new moms or a mom who maybe just got pregnant i get for moms who just got pregnant my some of my favorite things were birth stories because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day that's what's happening sure i mean and and know that labor or being even pregnancy it's like yeah, you're, you're going to gain weight. Yes. Like it's going to be harder to walk up a hill or, you know, these things happen. So don't dread those. It's yeah. just normal. Yeah. Right. But I read, um, is it Ina May? Yeah. Her Ina guide, May's to tra- yeah. guide to childbirth. That was awesome. Yeah. Also not anything what my labor looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, these ladies were like, they were so, str- I mean, I was strong, but in mm-hmm. my own right, but they were. Ellen was your strength. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the Impractical Jokers. Please, those good times. I read a lot of birth stories. Mm-hmm. I did. I was on the bump and I'd read birth stories. I'd go back a couple months and read some birth stories because all of them are different. And what's funny is no one even expected any of it. Yeah. You can't plan that stuff. So I guess n- being prepared for the unknown, I would ask my midwife, I'm like, okay, well, if this happened, my sister had preeclampsia. I thought maybe my kid would come early. I'm like, okay, I was ready for the hospital at like 28 weeks. I was ready. I was yeah. ready because you just don't know. I didn't, I mean, if that happened, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to be ready for it. And I mean, that didn't happen, thank God, but I did get electrocuted. Wasn't ready for that. <laughs> but I mean, now you guys know. Yeah. 
There if it goes go. through your arms, you're good. That's what they <laughs> told me. If it goes head to toe, you should be concerned. But I was good. That's awesome. Reading lots of birth stories and Ina Mays. Yeah. Guide to childbirth. Yeah. And awesome. for new moms, stay off of Google. Yeah. I oh, don't. For sure. I don't. I don't Google. I mean, I Google some things, I guess. But like, I'm just like, you just know. If you give yourself a chance to really parent, you just know. Hmm. Or entrusting yeah. that God will show you what you should be doing as a parent. Yeah. I mean, he's the one who entrusted you with this life in the first place, you know. Right. And maybe that's not always right for some people. Maybe they need that guidance. But just trust your gut, too, you yeah. know. And I trusted my gut with my, with all the pediatricians. I just, some things didn't feel right. And so I moved on. And that's okay. You yeah. don't have to be stuck with someone you don't like. I think that's something I'm really passionate about is really changing the way we think about maternity care and childbirth that you are paying a lot of money and you're hiring these people to do a job even a doctor you know you're going to a hospital at the end of the day these people are working for you yeah which should make you feel pretty badass (laughs) yes do you want that bill at the end of the day no but i mean these people are working for you and you can choose you you are the consumer yeah if you have a nurse that sucks kick them out that's Mm -hmm. your right if you have a doctor you hate find another one there's more yeah. You know, you have choices. Yeah. There are Luckily, a lot of choices. Luckily, I loved the team that was in my room 100%. Yeah. Were, it was it was everything I needed when I needed it. Even when my midwife had to leave, the new midwife that came in, I think I was joking too much with my midwife where I'm like, <laughs> it's just too funny at this point. So to have a new midwife come in and she was so great. I never met her. It was just everything was in God's timing. And, and the people that were there were the ones that needed to be. Yeah. You had an awesome, I loved your birth. I know. It was such a fun time. What were you thinking when you left? Like, were you, what was your process of it, the whole thing? Oh, I think like, wow, I didn't expect to have that much fun. Definitely. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm like, how do you explain that to people? Because to say that you just had, like, how was labor? People want to know that it was grueling and tough. And oh, man, I can't believe like a friend of mine was on all fours. And I'm like, I had a blast. Like, yeah. I had a blast. And I'm the one who pushed a kid out. Yeah. I think, um... We, just as a society and a culture, we have this negative impression of birth. It has and, to be. It has and then it to, has that's... to be so painful and so challenging and so hard. And so I love stories like yours. And, and, and I've known awesome other stories as well. Where I, I hope so. I think it's really important that we share positive birth stories. Mm-hmm. And that it's not all like doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And that it can be a really uplifting, encouraging, and just the best day of your life. Yeah, it was so fun. And I, I was expecting the worst to hold. Even through my whole pregnancy, I'm like, okay you know, something bad can happen. Hmm. You know, even waiting on phone calls to see how baby's doing after whatever tests that they do or, Mm -hmm. um, and getting that call and knowing baby's okay and that sense of relief. But like, you just feel this, I'm like, okay, you know, this might not be good. And that's what I told Dave from the beginning when I found out, I'm like, okay, I'm pregnant, but things can happen still. Just still, I always had that guard up. I think I have to, I think I would in my next pregnancy just because you don't know, but at the end of the day, it can be really, really good. Yeah, and such a life-giving, literally, yeah. experience. And, and so, labor, labor doesn't have to be hard. I mean, my labor was hard, and I think I was coping well. Yeah, you did. You managed it really Elise well. Elise even was telling me, she's like, you can scream if you need to. I'm like, I'm good. I just got down in my zone, yeah. and I was silent and listening to my headphones. Primacy Elliot. <laughs> And I was good. I mean, I knew that my body had to go through these steps to get where it needed to go, mm-hmm. even though I had a stopping point. And I think it stalled 
my labor probably too because I once I got my epidural I was stuck for a while yeah but you but you really did I think the the big thing that is so memorable to me about you is you really just trusted yourself and trusted your body mm-hmm. and that's that's the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we're going to get these babies out mm-hmm. is we really have to trust in our body's own ability to give birth yep. and really dig deep and kind of ask some of those questions of, okay, why am I fearful? Where is this coming from? And do I have anxiety about this? And um, it's amazing that how birth transforms you in that way mm-hmm. that we didn't see coming. Yeah. And I don't remember if it was in your birth class or if it was something you told me after, if there is something that's lingering, if there is a fear, if there is, I knew I wouldn't want people in my room because yeah. I knew that would stall me having somebody wait on me. So just knowing, like you said, what those fears are and figuring them out before you have your kid. Yeah. And if you need to tell people not to come, don't feel bad about it. My family all wanted to be there. My mom and sister, I'm pretty sure, were pretty heated about the fact that (laughs) I was at my sister's birth and she's like, what do you mean I can't go to yours? But I'm like, I just know I need it to be me. Yeah, that's good. In order for me to do my thing. And and I wouldn't have changed it. I don't regret it at all. Not say, I mean, some people might need their backup, right? But you just need to know what you need. Yeah, that's so good. Colby, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. That was awesome. I love chatting with you. I know. You're a great mama. Thanks. You're a great mama. She makes it so easy. She's a really easy kid. I got really lucky. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Didn't you guys just love Colby? I knew that girl was special when I first met her in my childbirth class at the hospital over a year ago. I loved the way her birth experience matched who she was in every way. Birth is always such a truly personal, intimate experience. It will be unique to who you are, you guys. Colby was a perfect example of that. I loved her honesty when she shared how she felt unlovable as a child and how she really missed out on that emotional connection as a little girl. Isn't it just wild how our childhood experiences come to reality in our pregnancy, birth, and parenting? And sometimes we are not expecting that. I was so blown away when she said that she felt unlovable as a a child and wasn't sure she'd be able to love her daughter. The love that people have for us on this earth is always going to fall short of the perfect, unchanging, never failing love our God has for us. The God who said, I loved you while you were still a sinner, and I choose relationship with you no matter what the cost. I hope you guys, you were encouraged by her words today. As I was sitting in uh, the the second row of the Moxie Matters tour, here's this. We showed up about 10 minutes late and found ourselves in the second row, you guys, of a room full of women. There was probably about 3,000 women in that room. And here I was just plopped in the second row. And I'm sit, I sit down and all of a sudden I hear the Lord just speak to me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to start writing this down. And you know what he said to me? He said, I want you to tell them to lean into their gifts. Uh, He said, every single one of you people listening has a gift that only you possess. Okay. So lean in mama, speak life to those skills and abilities. You know, underneath the surface, live deep inside of you. Press in today. Explore the creativity our God has made you with. 
Explore who God has made you to be this week, ladies. Dig a little deeper. Sit and ask the Lord what he would have you do with your time, your energy, and your skills. Because the truth is, I believe there is so much more inside of you than you even know. There's more depth in you to draw on than you even realize. Sometimes it can feel like all we are, ladies, moms, are snack dispensers. My kids, I mean, literally, they just ate breakfast and like, mom, can I have a snack? Did you eat your breakfast? What is wrong with you? No, you cannot have another snack. Diaper changers, feeding machines. But mamas, you are doing holy work in these moments. You are raising little humans who will change the world. And then in the middle of all of that, the Lord has something planned only for you. He has an assignment and a ministry that only you can lead. No one can be you. No one will ever say or do things like you will. So go for it this week. Dig in a little deeper. Lean in and see what the Lord has for you.